When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show. Coming to you on our normal channels, Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. If you're watching the show, you'll notice a slightly different look. Our normal production crew not available today, IKS Production Regina. It's DuPont Media running the show today, and I can handle it here for a while. This is perfect. I saw Moose just got up from his chair, and (laughs) now he's back. (laughs) you're good most we can handle it it's live television y'all and we were joking in the break are are you on screen that's the one thing i can't see let's bring moose in on screen he said in the he said in the break we i i said we've only talked about two things today kansas city winning super bowl 58 beating san francisco 25 22 and then morgan riley cross-checking ridley greg toronto may police defenseman cross-checking senators forward uh, ridley mark Greg is his dad, Ridley, in the face for uh, rubbing it in the Leafs' face the other night, slap-shotting it with an exclamation point into the empty net, and it touches off his mail re- uh, melee. And as we sit here today, we wait to hear the discipline for Morgan Riley. And I thought it was, uh, again, for those that I don't even think I need to walk this back and not dumb it down, per se, that don't follow it, but uh, it was like Terrell Owens dancing on the star while a member of the 49ers in Dallas against the Cowboys. Um, Ridley Gregg of Ottawa goes down. It's an empty net. He slap shots it in, rubs it in the face of the Leafs. He's not even looking. Skates around to celebrate and go to the bench. And Morgan Riley comes across the ice and just cross-checks him right in the face. He gave it to that guy. I didn't have a problem with either one of what they did. Uh, That's the way it used to be. But Jim Lang last hour was on and said, you can't hit in the head anymore. So I guess there's that. And he said, had he not cross-checked them in the face, we wouldn't be having all this fuss and there wouldn't be all this talk. So that's been the balance of the show today. But I want to go take it in this direction. Uh, 902-518-3033, by the way, is the text line to reach us here for Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers. I could sit here, and I want to tell you story after story after story of my Super Bowl 58 experience working it, hosting an event Sunday, and broadcasting live there Thursday, Friday. But also, and, and but the, I want to bring in the audience too. And the spicy topic of the day is that we had a CFL All Star asked to come on the show. We had it all ready to go, and then his team nixed it. And so we're like, so we're not going to talk CFL football. It's their loss. Bob writes in. He is in. Uh, where is Bob? Where are you, Bobby? Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. He says, "Well, it's not the Riders for sure. They didn't have any All Stars." Well, it wasn't the Riders. That's the thing. It wasn't. And we've had Rider players. They don't nix it, oddly enough. <laughs> Brett Lowther has been on multiple times. Trevor Harris. It wasn't the Riders. No, it was not. But Brent in Wellington, Florida, who sticks with us every day. Appreciate you, Brent. He says, the Dunkin' Donut commercial with Brady, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and J-Lo was hands down the commercial winner in my book. You know what's funny about that? We hosted a sober watch party at the Clark County Amphitheater froze our bejeebies off and uh, to be honest i had to leave in the second half and go to the airport to fly home but that's the and i'm hosting a party darren's been darren's hosted parties he's been around me when you're hosting a party you don't get to watch you're hosting but that's the one ad that i that i saw i feel darren it was like everybody saw these guys in orange jumpsuits it's like is that ben affleck it was really funny 
And then JLo at the end, she's like, you don't have to leave, Tom. It was That was the only one that I saw. So I'll say it's my favorite, too, but I thought it was fantastic. Did you get the American feed? What was no, your Super Bowl ex- no, commercial didn't. experience? Yeah. <clears throat> and just so you know, I was out with friends and you know where I was and who I yeah. was with. Um, so I didn't have my, uh, what do you want to say, access to my American channels to watch the American feed? Fair. Yeah. So we're watching on TSN, which is fine. Um, did see the commercial, and I don't know if you saw this one, with Vince Vaughn and Tom Brady. No, I think it was for no. Bet MGM. It was nope. for Bet MGM. And the whole commercial was about um, as long as you're not Tom Brady, you can bet with bet, you know, with whoever. You can play on our platform. As long as you're not Tom Brady, because he's won enough and he's not allowed to win anymore. And so then there's Tom Brady in a disguise trying to get on there. He's like, what about seven-time pool champion Pablo blah, blah, blah. He's got a mustache and a cowboy hat on. And it was pretty funny. And then Wayne Gretzky popped in there. He's like, how come Wayne Gretzky gets to be on here and I don't? And, he, and then Wayne's like, hi, Tom. And Tom's like, hi, Mr. Gretzky. You know, and it was a pretty good commercial. And Vince Vaughn was the host of the whole thing. That one was my favorite that I saw. Well, I want to say something. I'm glad you brought that up. And thank you, Brent in Wellington, Florida, for mentioning that. Um, I was saying it to Jim Lang. I didn't see hide nor hair, as my mom would say, of Tom Brady, Super Bowl weekend in Las Vegas. And to be honest, nobody was bringing that up. There was enough celebrities as it was. And I'll be honest with you. The guy wrote in here last hour. He's trying to get my goat saying rude things about me. And I'm like, no, I'm not that significant. When you look at a guy like Tom Brady, seven Super Bowls, and he's not even at Super Bowl. And people don't even notice. Not that I heard. Justin Bieber was there. They had live coverage of him walking into the stadium. Clearly, Taylor Swift was there. All the greats. People were sending me photos. Dana White, I don't even know who was the biggest of the big star, probably Bieber that was there, but Tom Brady wasn't. And it's kind of a dual thing. Tom's so big, he's over it. He doesn't need to go to the Super Bowl. He's been to enough. And as Jim said last hour, he'll be calling the Super Bowl next year with Fox. So Tom takes a knee on this one. But then on the flip side, the Super Bowl will go on without Tom. And to be honest, it hurts my heart to think that people think the biggest story in the NFL this year was Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, because they might not even stay together. Have we thought about that? Tom Brady's retirement on February 1st, 2023, wasn't even the top story in the NFL this year, as voted on by our viewers and sports fans. There's a message in there, Darren. This isn't a recency bias vote. People don't care what you did. They don't, you're not that significant. And that's what I live by for myself. You're not that significant, Rod. And people think because he hosts his own show and he's doing this, he must be really arrogant. Nope, not that significant. Trust me. You know, but what's the message in that? That Tom Brady doesn't go to Super Bowl and nobody even notices. I know. I did notice, I think he was in Vegas at some point during the week. Because I thought was I he okay? something. Um, <clears throat> popping on social, he was somewhere. But anyways, um, you know, it's not about Tom, you know? And I think he realizes that that's one thing he's so good at crafting his own brand and his own messaging that, you know what? I'm not going to go somewhere and just get lost. It, you know, the moment doesn't fit me in this situation. So I'm going to do my thing. And I'm going to step back. And when it's time to step forward, he just knows when to pick his moments and when to be in the spotlight and when not to, and it works for Tom. Um, And perhaps, you know, as Jim said, you know, in our last segment, perhaps Tom Brady was sitting working. Perhaps he was calling the Super Bowl in his own little world, you know, in his own studio with whoever was doing play-by-play beside him. Perhaps Tom Brady was calling the Super Bowl last night um, and nobody heard. And wouldn't it be cool to get your hands on those tapes of Tom Brady calling a Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl? Um, if that's indeed what he did, we don't even know what Tom was doing. Yeah, I, I don't need it. I, I know that it would be great. I don't need to listen to it. Whatever Tom does is great. But for those that don't know what Darren's talking about, Jim said it last hour. He's basically been calling games into a tape recorder, if you will, to practice for next year when he's doing color. And that doesn't surprise me either. Speaking of color commentary, Larry in 
medicine hat writes in and he says, Jim Nance must go crazy when Tony Romo is predicting plays before the ball is snapped. I don't think so by now. And I don't know if you saw Darren, I put it on our Facebook page last night. I'm like, I don't get all the hate for Tony Romo. It's good because people want to crap on everything. Boy, everything's flowing into nice synergy here. Cause this is going to roll into our discussion about the halftime show. But anyway, like the second Tony Romo started doing color, I wasn't a fan, but that's just me. I'd have thrown him out of the booth. But he's survived for a long time, and I know that he deals with a lot of hate for what he does, but it's his style. Have we not realized yet anything goes in this world of the media? Anything goes, dude. <laughs> say what you want. It's one eleven Eastern, by the way, and I don't even have my bell to ring it, so just trust me when I say that. <laughs> Take a sip. And imagine a positive outcome to your current quagmire. Ah, what do you got to lose? But anyways, it's a different style. And 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 because I watched the second half very closely yesterday at the airport of Las Vegas, him and Jim Nance get along. I'm I'm getting a little over the narrative. Every time I open my inbox, I go to yahoo.com. That's where my email is. And I saw a headline on the weekend. Jim Nance forced to defend color commentator Tony Romo. Why are we doing this? And I, I didn't even click on the story. I don't know why he had to defend him. It's dumb. And it, and he's doing it like every six months. Jim Nance has to come out and defend Tony. And it's not like Tony Romo's doing anything wrong, by the way. He's not a dumb guy. There's just haters. There's haters everywhere. So moving on to the halftime show. I left our sober bowl party at halftime. And to be honest, I shouldn't have. I should have stayed to watch Usher. I didn't even think about it. I'm not a big Usher fan. I know one of his songs, OMG, and I like it. I have it in my musical library on my cellular phone. I don't hate Usher, but I don't love Usher. I never even thought to stay. If it was George Strait, I'd have stayed and watched. So I didn't see us. I didn't see him sing a bar. But guess what? People that I like on social media taken to their Facebook and Twitter saying how horrible is the worst halftime ever. This matches the game. It's terrible. It's boring. I'm like, Oh my God, here we go again. Why did I even open up my phone? Was it, was it as bad as I've read? It started that way. It wasn't great. Um, it was the audio was weird at the beginning. You almost didn't hear Usher very good or he wasn't singing, but I will say this man. Can that guy still dance? He can move. Like, he is gliding across the floor. He still has it. And he was working his butt off. You saw by how much he was sweating last night. Um, so it started a little slow. But then we saw a couple things happen during the, uh, during the performance as it went on. Alicia Keys popped in playing the piano. She started singing, and that was good. And that raised Usher's game a little bit. And then you saw little John pop up in kind of the crowd off the stage, and he's doing his thing. Right? Shots, 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 shots. And that brought the energy. And then who popped out? Ludacris popped out. And then all of a sudden, this became like a club mix from the early 2000s. And it was like, okay, here we go. And then that brought Usher's game up. And he started singing a little more. And I thought, you know what? The performance started slow. And I was like, this is not going to be go down as a, as a top performance in the, in, the, in the halftime shows of Super Bowl. But as it went on, and they brought out Alicia Keys and you know, little John and, and Ludacris, it got good by the end and the energy was there. And I thought, you know what? They saved the halftime show. So overall, it won't go down as one of my favorites. I won't really remember it, but it was pretty good. It was pretty good. We invite audience participation. We're the only show that does it. We're the most interactive show on television, radio, and streaming. Monty in Saskatoon writes in and he says, he danced like Michael Jackson. Thank you. Darren in Salt Lake City says the roller skating bit was great. Allie in Texarkana, Texas says Alicia was flawless and Ludacris is such a talented person. Um, Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says I prefer Troy Aikman as an analyst. Apparently, Jim Nance and Tony Romo love each other. I get the sense that they do. So I get that they get along and that's what you want. This Aikman thing, I've been thinking about Troy. Number one, if I may, I was mistaken for Troy Aikman yesterday. 
as go nah. on. Not like somebody came up and said, can I get your autograph? But this guy, it was a security guard at the Sober Bowl event. He saw me. You saw the way that I was dressed in my best Colin O'Brien suit. Best men's warehouse white collared dress shirt. And a couple of championship rings. And a security guy goes, wait, you look just like Troy Aikman. And I said, thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. But everybody's talking about what Troy said a few years ago. When he said, get back to me when Mahomes wins three Super Bowls, which, to be honest, I don't think that's arrogant. But Troy Aikman could fart into the microphone and I would think. Nothing wrong with that. That's me and Troy. But everybody's saying, oh, what's Troy saying now? Aikman's tied or uh, Mahomes has tied him. Well, so he's tied him. And I guess if he goes on to win more Super Bowls, he will be better than Troy because they count these things. Um. But as far you know, it still bothers me with the comparison of Mahomes versus Tom Brady because he's not even halfway to catching Tom. So it's fun to talk about, but until he's knocking on the door of number seven, I don't understand why you would even talk about it. And I don't think Troy's waking up today angry, but I think he's realizing maybe his, his spot in history is a little bit in jeopardy. That's a fact. We'll be back with more, and uh, people want to talk about the NHL games tonight, so we'll get to our NHL bet regal breakaway bets uh, coming up in this seg- uh, next segment. Coach Phil reacts coming up this hour, too. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, Do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to the RP Show, everybody. On a Monday, episode number 1178 of your favorite daytime sports talk show. And before we delve back in to uh, the meat of the matter, We've been deficient in our sponsor mentions today, so I'll tell you right now, the Telemiracle 50-50 draws another way to support Telemiracle and also have the chance to win half the jackpot. We're, we're getting close to the deadline. It's about 10 days or so, but this is a win-win for Saskatchewan residents. If you haven't bought your tickets yet, please do so now. Telemiracle5050.com. You just have to physically be in the province of Sask to buy those and support Telemiracle 48, Saskatchewan's charity. And also, the top men's curling teams are 
now into the nitty grit. We're starting to figure out who is going to be representing all of the provinces for the 2024 Montana's Briar, presented by AGI. And tickets are on sale now at curling.ca slash tickets. You can purchase uh, tickets for as little as $24, depending on the seat in the draw. All youth tickets, all draws, just $9.99. So let's pack the brand center, curling.ca slash tickets. Okay, you let me know when you're ready to go, Darren, but my guy, Chris Sanford, Chris from the Bronx, watches every day, and I love him for that because he doesn't love all of our topics. He's a New York sports guy. He loves the Giants specifically, a little bit the Rangers. He's got a great Ron Duguay story. But he asked me how that flight was last night, and I didn't even tell you this. I raced to the airport, and I'm kind of digging Spirit Airlines. I've never really flown Spirit before, but they let me check in five hours before my flight last night. I had nowhere to go, right, between the second half of the football game at a 10.30 p.m. flight that was leaving to flying all night here to Miami. So they said, come on in. I said, well, I don't think we're allowed to do that. They're like, come on in. That was nice of them, right, Darren? And I'm at yeah. the, so I get in, I got five hours. I bought a pizza. Don't tell Serena. I ate three quarters of a pizza watching the second half of the football game and had a Diet Coke. Life was great. <laughs> and I saw this guy milling about the departure gate in an Elvis uniform, Elvis outfit, the white sequin with a cape and the bell bottoms. I'm like, oh, that guy's got huge balls wearing that around a bunch of adults. But it is Vegas where everything goes. And I, I'm, I'm looking at him. I'm like, I'm struck by the sheer size of this man. Huge. I'm a big guy. I told Serena when I got home, he had 100 pounds on me and was at least 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. So as I looked at my ticket, I'm like, because I didn't pay for a ticket, like, what do you call it, seat selection? I'm like, ah, we spin the wheel. Of, set me wherever you want. I'm like, 3A? That ain't bad. That's a window near the front. Life's good. I get on the plane. Who's in 3B? Elvis. And for the four-hour-plus flight, Elvis has his elbow jammed into my ribs, and I'm all crammed. I was on the verge of, quite frankly, having panic attacks. <gasps> like my brother is claustrophobic. He doesn't like to fly. I'm getting that. I got this monster beside me. Hulk Hogan in an Elvis suit. And I'm like, and I'm not a small guy. So uh, Chris writes in, he says, holy spit. Not often you're the guy getting squeezed, huh? I mean, literally, of course. <laughs> That's how Chris talks, everybody, just so you know. He says, looking forward to the show. And then he says, I sat next to Flavor Flav on a flight from Vegas once. He's from the Bronx. Cool dude. I wouldn't have known that, Chris, from the Bronx until I looked up Flavor Flav. When I met him last week at Super Bowl, I mean, I, we all like his music, but I didn't know that he was from the Bronx specifically. I didn't know that he was in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And the people that I was with when I brought that up, they're like, really? Didn't know Flavor Flav was in the Hall Not easily identifiable, Moose, I don't think. They don't get gold blazers when you go into the hockey hall or the uh, <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't think you get a ring like the Rough Riders Plaza of Honor. Yeah. So I was a little struck by how little he was. I would rather have sat beside Flavor Flav than the beast of the Elvis uh, impersonator. I can tell you that. Well, it gets but. me thinking about what's the worst airplane etiquette because farting, farting, farting. So yeah. as you know, I was back in SAS calling curling and those days were long, like up at 7 a.m. Last game's over at 1030. You debrief, maybe have a couple of drinks and you're, you know, one o'clock hits pretty fast. And you don't get much sleep. So when I'm flying home, I'm like, I, I just want to get a little sleep. You know, I'm a little run down after all that, yeah. all that time on the air. So I get in my seat and I'm leaning up against the seat in front of me. That's how I sleep, right? Hands up here on the seat in front of me. Oh, really? And I get about 20 minutes into the flight and I'm dozed off. And all of a sudden, wow, the seat flies me in my face because the person in front decided to recline their seat for the whole flight. And the worst part is I looked around. They weren't even leaning back. They were leaning forward too, just wanted to recline the seat. So I said, I guess I'm working now. Pop open the tray table, but because it's so in my face, I'm typing on the keyboard like this because the seat is so far into my face. I think reclining your seat is a sin on the airplane. Unless everybody reclines their seat, I guess then it'd be okay. 
That's one I have trouble with because they they cramp everybody in now. My friend, Mydale Mike, you know him. He's watching in Hawaii right now, and he coined the phrase, I like going places, but I hate traveling. I was sitting there yesterday killing five hours in the Vegas airport. First world problems, I understand that. But I'm like, this is getting long. And then sitting beside giant Elvis. Um, yeah. I know bathroom humor isn't where we want to go. I was listening to some guys on the National Fox Sports Radio the other day doing a long segment on bathroom stories. I'm like, this that's too much. I drop in the odd comment, but I don't sit and talk about it for 15 minutes. But if you drop one on a plane, you you should be put to death. <laughs> what? Yeah, I agree. That's yeah. horrible. Horrible. You know, it's almost <laughs> as bad as, yeah, taking up too much space. But I, uh, I also, I draw the line at people who get up and want to run to the front of the plane and hut in front of everybody. Yeah, what are you thinking? I don't know. So now I've, and, and I, look at, I fly in the back of the plane. I don't pay for first class. Um, I don't think you do either. Nope. But you and I have both been upgraded, at, you know, complimentary upgrades based on our status once or twice. And you realize how nice it is. You know, you now term the back of the plane gen pop. Because that's what it feels like. You're just out in the prison yard and anything goes in the back of the plane and you just better mind your P's and Q's and get off the plane and try not to let it bring your day down. Yeah, just get me where it says on the ticket, please. Yeah. With as little drama as possible. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, the Stamps fan says, when you got to go, you got to go. No, I understand that, but I'm specifically saying farting on the plane, like not leaving your seat and letting one fly. Because it affects everybody. It's not like I have not broken that rule, but I try not to. If the people around me are annoying me, different story. John Ohm is alive in Winnipeg. He writes and he says, trust me, this there is little or no etiquette on airline flights. It's a gong show, right, Rod? That's why I don't want to travel anymore. You folks, up until last summer, saw me crisscrossing this continent, going all over the place. And until going to Super Bowl this week, I hadn't flown anywhere since August 26th. <laughs> I just want to be in Florida and do this show, and that's it. I don't want to travel, man. Other than doing the events, which I told you the people from USA Football said to say hi to you, we're going to do those events. Uh, Monty in Saskatoon says, Rod is living the life in the USA. That is a fact, Monty. Thanks for noticing. Um. Darren in uh, Utah says, Mahomes needs to win a bunch in a hurry. Andy Reid may retire soon. Oh, I don't. That's, a, that's an argument for another day because it's a good argument, but just not for today. You know, who's responsible for the Patriots' success? Is it Bill Belichick? Who is responsible for each other's success? I'd like to think Tom proved that, okay? He left, and the next team he wins a Super Bowl with. Whereas the Patriots have yet to replace Tom. You're telling me that Patrick Mahomes would not have won these Super Bowls without Andy Reid. That's a debate, Darren, for at least 10 years down the line. That's not a debate for today. Deal or no deal. No, it's not a debate for today. But what is, is, you know, they're try they said in their postgame uh, statements up on the stage, they're trying to win three in a row. And we're pretty sure... I got to go back and look too, but it's never been done before. Teams won three in a row. So you want to have all the comparisons to Brady. That's going to be different, but you want to have the comparisons to the Patriots. You could go down as the greatest dynasty ever. If you win three in a row, never been done. And they have the chance to do that next year. And that's a hell of a storyline. I saw somewhere I read this morning, it may go in the next sports update, that the 49ers are already next year's favorite pick to win the Super Bowl. Did you see that anywhere? No, but I believe it. Why? Coming from the guy who thought Baltimore was going to beat Kansas City, you, along with Jim Barker, I'm not calling you out or anything. Hell no, you're way better at betting than me. How many times do you need to realize you don't bet against Patrick Mahomes before you'll actually let that sink in? How are no, they not I, the favorites? Just because you don't bet against them, doesn't mean they need to be the favorites, right? Like they said in the post game, the last three games to win the Super Bowl in the playoffs, the Chiefs were the underdog. And Patrick Mahomes screams into the mic. He grabs the mic and he says, 
that should teach you that we're never the underdogs you know um i think betting lines and stuff will will tell you that okay there's more talented teams out there um but yeah you don't bet against the chiefs and that's interesting it's a tough job for the sports books for the odds makers to try and determine who's the favorite um but no matter where they put the chiefs i would i would say at the end of the day they may not win three in a row but they'll be in the mix come the playoffs next year I I get what you're saying, and I appreciate your candor on that. They don't need to be a favorite to not bet on them. Absolutely. But I in any league, Vegas wins the Stanley Cup, and coming back this year, they were the favorite in the NHL. I mean, that's – I got asked so much in Vegas. Rod, what do you like most, hockey or football, to talk about? I'm like, hockey by a landslide because that is my sport. That's the easier one. Football I'm good at. But hockey is just way easier for me. I'm not always right about that, but I think I have a better better track record of success, which, by the way, now would be a good time <clears throat> good time to play our Bet Regal breakaway bets for our exclusive betting partner, Bet Regal. <clears throat> Sign up and play for free today. Join their club for free today at betregal.ca. Who doesn't like to belong to a cool club? You can at Bet Regal. There are only four games tonight in the National Hockey League. Let's go. There's no doubt what the game of the night is, but we're leading, and it's not this one. Seattle at the New Jersey Devils. Who do you think wins that game, Moose? Give me Seattle on the road. Ooh. They're really, okay. I'll go with New Jersey just for fun because I really have no feeling on this game. So I'll take New Jersey. Darren takes Seattle. The Calgary Flames at the New York Rangers. I see the people, Justin Bourne, good friend of ours, going for the gratuitous tweets and reaction on the weekend saying, what's going on with the Flames? What are they, won four in a row, I think? He's like, what's, what's happening here? Now they're playing well. They're getting their act together. This should not be a shock to anybody. They're a good team, okay? That's underachieved since 1980, well, since 2004. Um, and I think I think the Rangers will put an end to it tonight. But that's I'm taking Rangers over the Flames. You? I'll take the Flames then to take the other side. I'm okay with that. I think the Flames are interesting because everybody's mad that they're winning now because they think they're just going to end up in, they're calling it the murky middle, that they need to lose to get this thing right. Um, since when did we think winning was such a bad thing? If they go on a streak, get into the playoffs and make it to the Stanley Cup, yeah. are we still going to be upset? That they didn't lose to get a high draft pick? Yes, they will. It's yes. it's it's a Calgary thing. It's hard to explain. And they're not even wrong. I get it. I do. Arizona at Philadelphia. I'm taking the Coyotes. Um, okay, I'll take the Flyers in that one. Yep. And Minnesota at the Vegas Golden Knights. The Golden Knights back home after this roadie. They got out of there uh, during Super Bowl. Who do you you go first? Who do you I'm Minnesota take Vegas? Vegas. Um, I'm going to take Minnesota. I have not read any coverage on this at all, but it would seem to me that it's Mark Andre Fleury's return, yeah, to T-Mobile Arena, and I wouldn't bet against a pissed off Mark Andre Fleury. Um, Jason in Red Deer says the Flames do seem to always be mediocre. Exactly. Monty in Saskatoon writes in and he says the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl next season. Monty, don't start. He's a Cowboys fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm not interested in getting into it. I'm not. Not today. I'm debating. I'm still a Cowboys fan. But as what I now, I've become the guy that doesn't plan my weeks around the Cowboys games. And guess what? Life's better. Okay, great job, Moose. Thank you. Have a great uh, RP show day. We'll chat with you tomorrow. Coach Phil reacts for you CFL fans and football fans in general. Joins us next. We are live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me. 
or email petersonrecovery at aol.com. It's never too late. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the RP Show on a Monday, episode number 1178 already of your favorite daytime sports talk show. And I'm quite excited about this. I'm excited generally, but I'm excited to bring in Coach Phil Reacts. I'm not going to read his bio because we don't have to. We're just going to call him Coach Phil. He is that personality. He is that guy. And he joins us from Seattle, Washington, to talk a little ball, Super Bowl 58, and look ahead to the 2024 CFL uh, season, but also free agency. Coach Phil, welcome back to the RP Show. How are you, sir? I'm good. Glad to be back, brother. In 60 seconds, please, what is your take of Super Bowl 58? The whole thing. All of it. Uh, The Niners choked once again. Uh, Debo Samuel is glorified running back. Kyle Shanahan, for all the things they say about him being an offensive genius, he didn't know nothing about the overtime rules in his team. He didn't. He says team up for failure. That's it. And that's it. That's on the field. And then I heard you and Moose Dupont talking in the break about the halftime show. You had yeah. some thoughts on that? <laughs> I saw a lot of people on Twitter say that Green Day was better than Usher's performance. Look, if you didn't live through that Confessions era album era, you will not understand how great Usher is. Okay, fair. I mean, I'm. I like two kinds of music, Coach Phil. This won't surprise you. Country and Western. And to be honest, I do like 90s. I do like 90s. What would you call it? Dance music, I guess. So I guess. uh, Yeah, yeah. I I like that a bit. It has a bit of the same. But as far as today's acts and that, uh, I'm just not that into it. So I didn't even watch the halftime show. And that's a little (laughs) bit on me. I was getting out of Vegas. I was getting to the airport. You know how that all goes. Yeah, but I gotta, I gotta leave it up to those that watched it. Um, but those were very succinct. I appreciate that analysis of the game and the halftime. So to just move on, how do you feel about the fact that the 49ers are the favorites already for next year? Agree or disagree? I, I would have to say disagree. Just because the NFC is going to get tougher. There's no guarantees, and. You can make all those predictions you want to, but nobody wins the Super Bowl the day after the last Super Bowl. Got work to do. Yeah, I'm with you on that. He mentioned the NFC changes. You're sitting there in Seattle. I would assume you're a Seahawks fan. What's life going to be? Yeah, what's life going to be like without Pete Carroll? Unimaginable, I would think, for a lot Uh, of your fan base. I think the culture is going to, the culture had to change with new players. We can't do what we did in 20, from the 2013 to about 2018, 2017 era. We don't have that same team. So we had to have, it was time to get a new voice. They did that. And we're just going to see what happens. Give it time. And same thing with like the writers. We had to get a new voice in there after a few years. And look, look what he's done so far. Give him time. Let it work. You are a football guy to the bone, and I I actually, it's interesting you say that. Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll won a lot of games together, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think if you've got a coach and a quarterback to the backbone of your team, Belichick, Brady, um, not Prescott and McCarthy, but they haven't won anything. Right. So are you in agreement with me? that If you got a coach and a quarterback like those tandems, you got something. If you, But if you're missing one of the two, you don't have a chance. Um, the best example I can give is, uh, and I'm going to take it back a little bit, uh, Terry Bradshaw and Chuck Knoll. Terry, Terry always said, I just wanted him to respect me and say that he he loved what I did. And you don't have to like each other. You don't have to like each other to win ball games. Pete Carroll and Russell, even though everything happened after Super Bowl 49, there was that tension, whatever. At the end of the day, we're here to win ball games. And that's what they've done. And it's, it's out of respect. It's crazy. You can't argue with that. Now, you mentioned the Riders. They got a new coach, and everybody's uh, very excited about that. They got the same quarterback coming back, but he didn't last half a season last year in Trevor Harris. So it's, it's that was a nice, it's a nice segue over to the Canadian Football League. You made it. Free agency is tomorrow. Yeah. What what, what are you looking for? Um, as far as. <laughs> The Ed Hervey day type thing, that was crazy to watch. Uh, but there was moves already happening weeks prior. Uh, the one move that surprised me the most was my boy Dominic Ryan, shout out to him, uh, getting released and then going back to Ottawa. That surprised me. And then uh, Darius Pickett going to o- Ottawa so far. Ottawa and 
have done a great job capitalizing. But we just have to see what the next moves happen. There might be some trades. There might be some more free agency moves. Who knows? But we're going to see. It's even the most diehard of CFL fans are admitting it's a little anticlimactic. Like, I mean, you're a football guy. I've been watching this from Super Bowl week going, I don't think, and I was sitting with Reinbold, Coach Reinbold, and we're like, I don't think this worked out the way they expected this pre-week, this legal tampering thing. Like, it's one thing to get an offer from another team, and then you take it back to your current team and have them the opportunity to match. If they don't match, we're announcing the deal. I think they kind of would have liked them to hang on until tomorrow. No? Yeah. Did I misread that? Or No, no. So, like, it feels like, I guess, what for here in the States and, like, NBA, NFL, it's restricted free agents. It feels, it feels like what it all is. You can call it what you want to, but you take if your team, you take your offer from another team back to your own team and they say, nah, we're not going to match that. I understand. It is what it is. There ain't a lot of money to go around, so you got to get while the getting's good. Yeah, and I to ask them to hold off until February 13th to make that announcement of switching teams like your boy Rhymes would be almost impossible to do, yeah. but it's kind of ruined what's normally Christmas for CFL fans. Yeah. Because I don't even know who's left of a big name. There's one that I think would be a culture changer, Simone Lawrence. I think he's, he's a free agent. I think even though... Simone is a great player, but wherever he goes, if he goes back to Hamilton, that's great. But if he goes anywhere else, he's still going to be a person that can make plays for a team and still be a culture changer in a way. He can go to a contender. Same thing with uh, my guy Jackson Jeffcoat. I know he said he retired. I have a feeling that if the right offer comes, he'll come out of retirement. He'll go make something happen. So we'll just have to see. So if you were sitting here right now doing a board of top names on the free agent list, Simone would be at the top for you. That's who you're watching the most. Yes. I'm watching Simone. I'm watching well, all the big names are pretty much gone. But as far as right now on a Monday, yes, Simone is the top name. If anybody makes the right offer to Jackson Jeff Coat, he's number two. Um, I really can't think anybody's like off the top of my head right now that it's those two right now. Yeah, I'm really interested to watch where uh, Jake Dolagala goes. He was a really big name in Ryderville last year, and you now have spent enough time there. That's your team. You're wearing the jacket. Yep. The fans always love the backup. So when I was mm-hmm. in Sask last summer, everybody's like, put Dolagala in, put Dolagala. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, well, he's a giraffe. He can see over the line. And then they put him in, and they're like, whoa. He didn't light the world on fire, but I think they, I think they would have liked to have had him back. What is your take on the Riders going into free agency since, since that is your team? I think we've made a, we've made some good moves. I think we've done a lot of um, going to get Malik Herney, going to get, obviously, age, the big one, A.J. Lett, um, re-signing my guy Sean Bain Jr., shoring up the offense, and going to get Yoshi. That You know, Winnipeg was not happy. A lot of Winnipeg fans were not happy about that, but that's just business. Uh, we have we, – we've – We've made moves where we got the vet we needed for the line to sure things up. We got to get a. We, we might have a running back in the backfield. I'm not sure about that, but as far as the quarterback position, we got Trevor. I still think we need to give Jake another chance. I, I give it to him. So we making things. Well, happen. he hasn't signed yet, uh, yeah. right? And it was it was a it was a bad offensive line. There's no doubt. Yoshi will help a lot oh, in yeah. that regard, but it's going to take. And the other thing. Coach, you would get this, and I Ryder fans aren't stupid. They just don't want to admit it. I think it's going to be a slow start for them because they got new coordinators and a new head coach, Mark Mueller on offense, Corey Mace on defense, and he's the head coach. Mm-hmm. That's going to take at least, in my mind, six games to work through that. Yeah, it, it's going to take. And that was something that I had uh, tweeted about was, can we just get to training camp first before everybody starts crowning us the champs? Nobody win. Nobody wins Super Bowls, Grey Cups, Nets championships off of the tra- just based off of transfers, as we saw with Coach Prime, uh, free agency in the NFL, and then right now at training camp, you, there's the culture has to be established, the system has to be put in place, and it's going to take time. We are not going to be world beaters out the gate. Just take, slow down, relax. You'll be all right. I don't know who's going to pay for your therapy bill when you realize you can't talk sense into them and I'm not talking noise because I'm one of them. 
I was raised in the 306 for half a century, but you ain't never, <laughs> or or at least paying for your bandage bill for, for, for banging your head against the wall. Have you realized you're not going to make any difference, Phil, in how they react? I, I'm I'm stubborn, but I, hey, the time's coming. You know, I like Coach Mace. I like the staff that he's built. I like that he went and got my guy Jordan Lennon from Edmonton. Uh, there's this is a different. This is going to be a different ballgame. It's a young staff. Let the young guys cook. But I think Coach Mace is the guy to bring it all together and hone the players together and hold the locker room accountable. That's it. There you go. It will be fun to watch. Coach Phil, as always, top shelf. Uh, enjoy free agency, man. Let's do it again soon. Oh, one more thing. It's okay yes, if I sir. give a quick shout out real quick. Hey, uh, this is for Gino Lewis. Just to let you know, brother, when we do this basketball game, we're having a one-on-one basketball game in Edmonton. I promise you, you ain't never seen nobody like me, brother. You're going to take the L. <laughs> Talking some noise. Laying it down. Yes, Coach sir. Phil. Thanks, Phil, man. Keep it straight out there in Seattle. Yes, sir. You take care, Ron. Coach Phil Reacts joining us from the Emerald City. We'll be right back with overtime after this. We're live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for overtime. And guess what I found? Ding! Got the bell just in time for the last segment brought to you by Overtime Hockey Lanes. In Calgary, where skill and fun collide. Hey, have your team all-star skills competition there. Give them a call. Ask for Randy or Michelle, 28th Street Northeast in beautiful Calgary, overtime hockey lanes. Speaking of Cowtown, Trevor is watching. He is in Red Deer, Alberta. And he writes it and says, good day, gentlemen. Happy Monday. Looking forward to seeing the Flames continue their winning ways at MSG tonight. Does this week pass by without a Tanev or Hannafin trade? Love the show. That's from Trevor. Well, because I've been up to my eyeballs in Super Bowl stuff, I've narrowly even looked at the NHL standings. I'm not, not like all the NHL fans who have just been hanging on it every day for their team. Where are the Flames right now? I know they're on a streak. <laughs> they've got 55 points. They're three out of a playoff spot, and they've won four in a row. So does this – well, where where are we on this, Flames people? Can, you understand with Masai Ujiri gashing his team, the Raptors, going into a full rebuild, not hiding it. That's how you do it. Um, and I, I'm just wondering, Trevor, where you are on that ledger. Are you now the guy that doesn't want to rebuild because we're winning some games? Because I feel like a very large part of Calgary, segment of Calgary and Flames Nation is saying that. And that's why you need a strong leader to pick one. And to be honest, I'm not sure that uh, we're at a spot with the Flames that they are going to do that. So if you're, if I'm a betting man, and if I was out of one money on the Super Bowl yesterday, I would say no, they're not going to trade those guys. Brent, hanging with us through the whole show in Wellington, Florida, writes in. He says, two sports that are almost impossible to pick a champion at the beginning of the year are football and hockey. I know. That's why so many people don't want to do it. Go out on a limb. I don't care. I'd like to think that people don't remember, but they always remember because they rub it in my face. Interestingly, when I'm right, they never come back and say, you were right, Rod. Regarding Super Bowl commercials, Max in Toronto writes in and he says, the one with Wayne Gretzky is the only one that stood out to me on the Canadian feed. Again, I was at Sober Bowl in frigid Clark County. And I wanted to tell some stories about that. Clark, I th- I looked at a map of this amphitheater and I'm like, it's going to be in the middle of nowhere. And my boy Dean drives me there and I'm like, oh, it's right across the street for the North Outlet Mall. If I have time today, I'm going to walk over there. I need a new jacket. It got so dang cold. And you understand, I'm a weather wuss. Uh, so I don't like, it was single digits Celsius but the wind was picking up. It was uncomfortable. More so, what do you Canadians say? If you're dressed for it, it's fine. You're right. But I wasn't dressed for it. So there was a lot, of, a lot of these parties that were outdoors, like ours was, were poorly attended, or those that did go didn't stay. And they're saying um, they, <laughs> Vegas may not get another Super Bowl because of the weather. It wasn't that bad. But it wasn't what everybody was expecting. I heard people at the airport saying, people are getting off these planes in shorts. 
Do they not understand? Do they not look at the forecast? All right, we go to Vegas. Woo! Bring your parka. Sports update on this Monday. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Andy Reid have made the Kansas City Chiefs a dynasty, and they're already thinking three-peat. Chiefs, of course, won the Super Bowl 25-22 in overtime over the 49ers Sunday night. The 28-year-old Mahomes is just the fifth starting quarterback to win three Super Bowls, joining Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Terry Bradshaw, and Troy Aikman. Canadian Nick Taylor is nearly $1.6 million richer today after winning the PGA's Phoenix Open. Taylor from Abbotsford, B.C., drained an 11-foot birdie putt to beat American Charlie Hoffman on the second hole of a playoff Sunday at TPC Scottsdale. Sports update brought to you by Landmark Cinemas. In Landmark Cinemas now, anyone but you, the Valentine Encore. This edgy comedy features Bia and Ben, who look like the perfect couple, but after an amazing first date, something happens that turns their fiery, hot attraction ice cold until they find themselves unexpectedly thrust together at a destination wedding in Australia. Man, starring Alexandra Ship and Glenn Powell. Does that sound like something you might be interested in? And we're also brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company. Turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience, visit commoncrown.ca. And uh, by the way, they're huge fans of the Flames and the Oilers there. So that's the big one tonight, Calgary Flames at the New York Rangers. We're inside our final minute here, just checking in on the comments. Um, Allie in Texas, Arcana says, great show today, RP and squad. Have a great day. Thank you, Allie, for joining us and being a part of uh, this and making us part of your day. Randy in Winnipeg says the Flames are not in yet, but they're in the hunt. Right, and then that'll fool them into not making any trades like they should do. Randy in Winnipeg says, uh, anybody notice? Where did it go? Eh, 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 eh. I lost it. But all the teams that are tied with the same amount of points. Oh, here it is. Anyone notice the Leafs wings? Same amount of points? Yeah, I didn't. But thanks for pointing it out. Great show, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow, noon Eastern, right here. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.